Hello and welcome to a Hepatalk. Today I want to talk about the first Greeks to arrive in the New World. Not just people who explored here, like uh, Johann Griego in 1492 as a member of Columbus's crew, or Theodoros, uh, or Don Theodoros, who was another crew member of an exploration of uh, Spain. I want to talk about the New Smyrna settlement in 1768. And for those who don't know, New Smyrna still exists to this day in the United States in the state of Florida. So we start our story with the Peace of Paris in 1763. This is where England and Spain settled some differences and agreed to exchange territories. Spain received Havana and Cuba, and England received the Florida Territory. With that done, most of the Spanish settlers in Florida relocated to Cuba, and that left England with a quandary of how are they going to develop this territory. They studied the issue and came to the conclusion that for them, the best candidates were the Greeks. The reason they wanted the Greeks is they figured they could persuade them to come to the New World because they were presently occupied by the Ottoman Empire. And so with a country that was occupied versus the promise of your own life, your own land, the English figured the Greeks would jump at the chance. And so that's exactly what the English did. The Greeks also had one other benefit for the uh, English. They didn't have any loyalty to Spain, which is another concern of the English. They wanted people who would be loyal to their crown. Well, at least that was the theory. So what did they do? They went to the Ottomans to try and get the Greeks to come over. The Ottomans were not thrilled. They wanted their subjects to stay. They had their own reasons, but with a little financial persuasion, they were able to procure 1,403 Greeks and Minorcans to come over. They put together an expedition, and on April 17, 1768 of that year, they left Gibraltar with eight ships. Now, in those days, it was a sailing ship, the vessels were small, and the Atlantic Ocean for a sailing ship is big. It took them roughly a month, and after a month, 1,255 people survived. In other words, they had a lot of people die, and it got worse. As a result of poor planning, mosquito-borne illnesses, supply shortages, their numbers dwindled even further to 805, and that was only a short while. And it didn't take long for their number to dwindle even further. So after 24 months, they were down to 625 people. And what really, you know, this is a indentured contract for these people. What that meant is in exchange for us paying you to come to the new world, giving you supplies, you agreed to work for us for X number of years. And there were promises that were not being kept. And it was also very harsh conditions, brutal conditions. I mean, Florida is after all, mostly a swamp, a giant sandbar. The soil is not the same as it was back in the lands they were familiar with. So 300 of the settlers, 300 of the Greeks, plotted to escape. They were going to find a way to get out of there. But they were caught, and it did not please their overseers, and the three ringleaders of that escape attempt were summarily executed. What followed were years of misery, and after their contracts had expired, their overlords refused to release them 
what did that do? That, that was not a good thing, obviously. It, it really demoralized the settlers. However, they came up with a plan. What they were going to do is they were going to, under the pretext of a work assignment, three of them were going to sneak away to St. Augustine and plead their case to the governor. The British governor at the time was understood to be sympathetic uh, or a sympathetic person. What did they do? They created an assignment they, that would take them out of the vision of the overlords or overseers. The other settlers helped them get the task done quickly so they could make their way to St. Augustine, which they did. They pled their case and were told, go back, bring everybody you can. So they did that. It was literally like Exodus. They got everybody together and they quietly, and this is the amazing part, without ever giving themselves away, got the group together and one evening just made a break for St. Augustine with everybody that was left. They made it to St. Augustine. The governor heard their case. Long story short, he terminated the contracts and released them. The English company that had the New Smyrna settlement tried to persuade them, okay, now you're free. Come back to New Smyrna. We'll give you your land that we promised you, and you could develop it. The Greeks did not do that. They instead settled in St. Augustine. This was in January 15th of 1778. There were still 419 people left alive. These men, women, and children. So it was pretty stunning. The good news is, by 1784, a few years later, the numbers had climbed to 460. Now, a little side note. St. Augustine, also still there to this day, uh, has an old wooden schoolhouse. In fact, it's the oldest wooden schoolhouse in the United States. And it's kind of famous, at least for this story, because the person who built it was a gentleman by the name of Ioannis Gianopoulos. And it's called the Ioannis Gianopoulos Schoolhouse. It's named after him. He was a carpenter who actually subsequently became a teacher. And there's also a street named after the first teacher of that schoolhouse. The people who settled there in St. Augustine, those original 419 settlers that survived the ordeal, went on to cultivate uh, become merchants, do all the things that settlers are supposed to do. And that's how we have St. Augustine. The actual church mission, the first Greek Orthodox church in North America, was actually built in St. Augustine after that. And it is still there to this day. So, first Greeks in the United States, 1768. Well before 1776, when the United States was born. Today, there are dedicated two memorials to those first settlers. One in Old Fort Park, just across from New Smyrna City Hall, and another one at Riverside Park in New Smyrna. The first marks the 200th anniversary of the original 1768 landing, and the second is a 12 foot by 12 foot by 24 foot monument with the names of the original settlers inscribed on it. The plaque on the first memorial for the 200th anniversary reads as follows. To the past, to the present, to the future, dedicated on this 200th anniversary in honor of those intrepid Hellenes who came to the New World in 1768 as settlers of this historic New Smyrna colony of Florida, by Americans proud of their Hellenic heritage, who cherish their participation in the great ideals of democracy and freedom as embodied in our American way of life, so that generations yet unborn may fulfill the hopes engendered by these 
priceless legacies. Well, that's everything I have for you today. If you have any ideas, subjects, or interviews that you would like to suggest, please email us at contact at ahepatalk.com. Thank you.